2019, the year. Let's go. Brad Key. Michael Weiner. What's up, man? Hello. How was the game of nerds last night? We nerded out, boy. It's over. It's game. Are you sad? Did you cry like a little baby? No, there wasn't much cause for tears. This, this, uh, it's, it's dragons, man. There's not much room for tears in this shit. Who's on the throne? You know who's on the throne. I don't. Spoiler alert. Who's on? Is it Bran? I'm not spoiling. I'm not spoiling. Yeah, it's Bran. The Vegas favorite Bran. Are you sure he was a favorite? Yeah, he was the favorite on mybookie.ag. Goddamn, they know to, something. That's how you set odds. The best place to uh, to bet entertainment props, mybookie.ag. Use promo code or you, uh, use promo code BDC when you sign up. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, how was your weekend, Brad? My weekend was great, Micah. How was your weekend? It wasn't that great. I chipped my tooth in a karaoke accent. Tell me more. I've never heard of such a thing. I can't tell you more. Okay. But I can tell you where you can hear more. Okay. If you listen to How Was Your Weekend with Bush and Friends on the Mind of Micah feed, uh-huh. I know that's a mouthful, but basically go search for Mind of Micah wherever you listen to podcasts. Last night I recorded an episode with uh, Bush and our, our friend Connor, and uh, we start, you don't have to wait there long. The first thing we talk about is my karaoke accent and uh, my chipped tooth. So go check that out. Also, coming tomorrow on Mind of Micah, we will have a new read of the week featuring El Gars, a contributor to Backdoor Cover, uh, about Tiger Woods, the night that it all went wrong. Uh, Thanksgiving night, I think is 20... I think it's 09. That was yeah, going to be a great episode. Oh, it's I good. I, it. We recorded it uh, earlier, and uh, we'll be releasing that tomorrow. So if you're not subscribed to Mind of Micah, now is the time. Go check it out. Uh, you can hear about my humiliating karaoke accent that has resulted in some serious dental work. Uh, Brad, it's great to be here with you. Let's talk NBA playoffs because that's what we do. Let's get into it. Uh, yesterday's game, Toronto won in double overtime against Milwaukee, 118-112. They saved their season. They now trail two games to one but uh, will not be swept. Uh, Giannis uh, fouled out of this game in overtime. Kawhi took over in double overtime. He was still had crazy hops. He had two crazy dunks in double overtime. The one you're talking about, the fast break left-handed dunk, yeah. that was incredible. That was like the play of the game. That was maybe the play, well, obviously not of the, the playoffs. He, he did hit that game winner over Joel Embiid. But, I mean, that was incredible. And like, he had played maybe 50 minutes of, of playoff basketball, including two double overtime, whatever you want to call it. For him to still have hops and, like, to to basically he stole a ball, took it coast to coast. There's a there's a, a defender in front of him. He kind of crossed him to the left and then just took it up right down the middle of the paint. It was incredible. It was an incredible feat of athleticism, and it was a real showcase to, like, how good of shape he's in. Because, like, at that point in the game, like, everybody's just gassed. Gassed, gassed, gassed. Like, the defender couldn't even manage to deal with it. And Kawhi just busted out robot legs and blasted down the middle of the paint and, and jammed it with his left. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, Kawhi is incredible. Yes, he is. Uh, he played 52. 52 minutes. Yeah. Jesus. Went 11 for 25, 2 for 4 from a three-point range, 12 for 13 from the line. Um, yeah. 36 he, points. Nine boards, five assists. He He's incredible. Yeah. 
Uh, Pascal Siakam's the only other player on uh, the Raptors that got into the 50-minute uh, range. Uh, he missed two free throws at the end of regulation that would have basically iced it for the Raptors, and they had to go into double overtime. However, he kind of made up for it in the second overtime. He blocked, I believe it was an Eric Bledsoe uh, drive to the basket. He blocked a layup. It went the other way, and, and that was kind of murder she wrote for uh, for the game. It's kind of interesting. The Bucks. the only time they led in this game was after the first bucket that Giannis scored. The first bucket of, of regulation play. They end up tying it, taking it to overtime, and in the second overtime, I believe, is the first, this next time that they ever had a lead at all. And then, you know, Raptors shut the door. But that's incredible. That alone is incredible, is, is that they were, they never managed to be up, and they still took them to double overtime, except for like for maybe two minutes of the entire game. Yeah, really overtime. impressive uh, that they kept fighting. Giannis only had 12 points in 45 minutes. He did foul out. He, he also, but he did have yeah. 23 rebounds. So. Isn't that incredible? And he was a plus three. So everybody uh, on on the Bucks shot like dog shit. Like they, I, I forgot what what are they? They went thirty eight for a hundred and two uh, field goal percentage. Thirty seven percent from the field, which is not as bad as like that's is bad. They missed eleven free throws. It's too. worse than that though. Like their starting five maybe made like fifteen out of sixty five shots or something like that. Like really really bad. Nobody did better than let's see. The only two players that made five buckets were Brooke Lopez and Antetokounmpo out of the starting five lineup. Um, just about everybody shot like dog shit. Middleton, three for 16. Antetokounmpo, five for 16. Miritic, three for 11. Bledsoe, three for 16. Like, nobody shot worth a damn. But they still played him tough. Brogdon had a really good game off the bench. He played 37 minutes, went eight for 17. So, like, he was he had 20 points, uh, five boards, he had an assist, not great for a point guard, but still, he came in and played some really big minutes for them. Uh, George Hill also played great off the bench, went seven for nine. So, like, that's how they kind of balanced out their percentages there and got into the 30 percentage range. But, um, yeah, they the fact that they took this to double overtime shooting that abysmally is positive for the Bucks, And not one of their players played over 45 minutes and two players on the Raptors went into the 50s. So, like... And the Raptors are only playing eight guys, too. Exactly. And so, so like, they had to scrap for every last ounce of mm -hmm. effort to get this done. And now they've got another game tomorrow, which would be Tuesday night. And, you know, the Bucks kind of come out of that not feeling too bad. They shot terribly. You can't think that they're going to play that... shoot that poor of a percentage moving forward. They didn't play half as, like, they really didn't play as many men. And, like, Antetokounmpo fouled out. All those guys fouled out. Uh, I think Lowry fouled out in the fourth, too, but for, for the Raptors. But regardless, the Raptors really had to put everything that they had on the line and barely squeak this thing out. And Somebody's got to step up for Toronto. Who do you um, think? Who do you, who's the most likely candidate I mean, for that? It could be in game four. It might be Siakam, but I think it's got to be Lowry because like Ibaka came in and did some big things for them in the last yeah, series. Yeah, but he's. I mean, they've got. To, they need to have everybody come out and play in game four, big time. And uh, I think they can do it. I still think they're going to win the series, but I. It's going to take a it's really take big a lot. effort, and it's going to take a lot of Kawhi. So they're going to need something in a serious way. Um, okay. 
Well, right. the, I will say, I mean, it was a very entertaining game. It was awesome. It was a great game. And uh, that Toronto crowd is fun. I love seeing Drake there. I know people think it's cheesy, and he is fucking corny, but I just love seeing him fucking jump around and, and make himself the biggest story outside of the 10 guys on the court all the time. I read somewhere that Mike Myers was there, too. Cana- Canada's own. Canada's, Canada's finest. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll see. Game four tomorrow night. Uh, the Warriors are in control. They they won game three in uh, in Portland. They now lead that series three games to none. Game four is tonight. The Dubs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite to close this thing out. Uh, uh, Dame is playing with busted ribs or something. He claims it's not affecting him, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You know the best place to, to place that bet, Brad? Where's that? MyBookie.ag. Is that right? Yeah. Go to mybookie.ag, use promo code BDC, like backdoor cover, at che- uh, when you sign up, not at checkout, when you sign up, mybookie.ag, promo code BDC. You get a deposit bonus. I believe it's 50% of anything that you put down. Uh, they will give you a bonus a bonus deposit. It's that easy. Double your money. And and we talked last week about how they've got all the, the Game of Thrones prep uh, props. I guess they don't anymore, but you can still bet on all sorts of crazy things. But the best place to bet on these NBA games uh, is definitely mybookie.ag. Get your get your account set up now and uh, be ready for football season uh, in a few months. So uh, check it out, mybookie.ag. The Warriors, again, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Portland tonight. I don't know why. I think Portland wins the game tonight. I you don't do? know, know what I mean, they think. haven't shot well in the series. So, like, specifically, Lillard and McCollum have both struggled from the field. Um, on Saturday, McCollum went 7-for-20. Lillard went five for eighteen. Uh, McCollum two for ten from three. Lillard three for nine from three. If they can shoot a decent percentage between those two guards, if they can get some good guard play out of those two guys, I think it's totally feasible that they win this game, especially at home. The interesting thing for me with Golden State is is the resurgence of peak Draymond Green. He was a freak on Saturday. He went for twenty points. 13 boards, 12 assists, uh, four steals. Uh, he was incredible. He went yeah, six he for 12 everything. from the field, eight for nine from free throw. It's kind of interesting to see this team. Like, they're definitely not better. Like, there's just no argument. They're not better without uh, Durant. But they're kind of more fun to watch, to be honest. Like, I find myself kind of pulling for them for the first time this year with him off the court. Like they've, they're kind of overcoming some adversity and they play like such an interesting brand of half court basketball where it's like such a team effort. There's so much passing. There's so much like uh, the, the Draymond stuff where he's just like playing defense based on just improvisation, like based on feel and touch is just really fascinating and interesting to watch. Um, how he does that. It, it he's like a, he's, He's got like a sixth sense or something going on there, um, and I you just don't see that typically when when Durant's on the court. Like they've got enough firepower where it just they don't have to call on their superhuman senses that they happen to possess when they need them. So I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts. Draymond Green looked like a freak though on, on Saturday. Yeah, um, Iguodala has been ruled out for tonight. Of course, KD oh, is out. Um, I. I don't know. Portland's been swept out of the playoffs the last two years, and they probably don't want that to happen a third time. But at least it's in the conference finals like that. That's respectable. You think it's a one-two-three Cancun game? Possibly. 
I think it's pretty much over. I don't know. I feel like Portland's going to win tonight and, and then get beat. Have by they gotten any updates? Have their on... one, two, three Cancun game in, in Oakland on game game five. A gentleman's we'll sweep, as yeah. they call it. Uh, do you think, do you have any updates on when Durant will be back? Do we know? We don't know. They, they just said he'd been. be out uh, after game two. They said he'd be out three and four. Um, I mean, they I wonder, like to drop news in twos because they were like, he's going to be out game seven and game one. And then he came out and he said that he's out games three and game four. Yeah, we'll see. I I mean, I, I don't, we're not going to see him till the finals you don't think at so? this point. Well, now they're up 3 I mean, even if this series went seven or something, which it won't. Um, I mean, and I, I think he may be back for the finals. I, I mean, he might be able to play right now, they're, and but they're just going to keep him on ice until the finals. I would. Yeah. The other interesting thing is Enos Cantor has been such a central, like, focal point for this this Portland team. And they always talked about it, like, when he was on the Thunder, like, can't play Cantor was, like, the common thing to be said because whenever they're playing versus Golden State, he, he just can't be on the court because he doesn't hedge and close out and play defense whenever they're being, like, pick-and-rolled. He played seven minutes on Saturday. Um, actually played pretty good in those seven minutes, but, you know, he didn't start, and he got very limited playing time. This is what the knock on Cantor has always been, is that he can't play versus the best team in the in the in the league and so like once you get into playoffs there's trouble so I don't know I don't know if he's going to be on the court at all this on on tonight's game but yeah that doesn't look good for him hopefully uh hopefully he can kind of shake this off and get a little bit more playing time I'd I'd like to see Cantor kind of bounce back okay all All right right. well there it is place your bets at mybookie.ag use promo code BDC uh let's talk a little more NBA news Ryan Saunders who is Flip Saunders son okay is the new full-time coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. He was the uh ac- he was the coach after they fired uh uh what's his name? Uh Tibbs mid-season. Oh, in Milwaukee. Uh no, no, in in Minnesota. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah. with you. They, Sorry about that. He had a losing record, but he's been named the whole the new full-time head coach. He is 33 and the youngest head coach in the league. So I kind shouts of, to him. I think of Flip Saunders when I think of of that squad. Like he was there when Garnett was in his peak. Wasn't yeah. he? Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's I like it. I think it's a good hire. He might um, have been the first coach there. I, I forget. Um, but yeah, he was there a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh Mike D'Antoni is sixty eight and he's announced that he wants to coach another three years in I Houston. I saw that. So I mean, that that's great. I'd I'd like to coach another three years for the Houston Rockets too, but especially no, with the nobody's asking got. me. It's not really his decision. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it, when you get to that age, then it becomes something where it's like maybe you don't have all of your destiny in your hands, but you do have a say. And if you don't want to coach, if you're they out. lose in the second round again, he's going to get fired. So it doesn't really you mean matter. In 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if he wants to coach again. They're going to fire him. Well, it kind of depends if they. Well, anyway, yeah. I, I just I like that. And then the other NBA news: Trajan Langdon. Oh, blast from the past. Yeah, he's the new general manager in New Orleans. Wow. He's walking into quite a job. It's going to be fucking Duke City in that place. It always is. Right? The whole league is mostly Duke City. <laughs> so, Well, that's a good point. Most, I mean, they do have all the best players, so there you have it. Yeah. You know, Trajan Langdon had those weird wrinkles in his scalp, right? And he always had his hair cut real short. And yeah. you could see, like, it looked like so. he had cornrows, but it was actually his Just skin. his dome. Yeah. Well, he's the new, he's the new boss of Shouts the Pelicans. to Trajan. And apparently over the weekend... Uh, the owner, uh, whatever her name is, something Benson, yeah, uh, said that they won't trade 
Anthony Davis to the Lakers under over her dead body or something. Mm. So that's always fun. Fuck the Lakers. That's great. You're that's great to just clown. like put yourself into a complete corner and yeah, just basically remove the biggest leverage point you have. You have you gain nothing by saying that, and you lose a shitload. So there you go. That's what you do when you're a dumbass motherfucker. So good job. Lady. I liked it though. You did. You yeah. like just coming out and being like anybody but those fucking cucks, basically. Oh, is that what? Oh, you're saying they just said to the Lakers. Yeah, just Oh, I thought you were saying... She didn't say, like, in oh, general. I thought you were saying in general, and I was like, that was dumb. The Lakers do have some of the best assets, though, so ruling them out only hurts your negotiating They have some power. of the best assets, but their best asset has a heart murmur or whatever, so in, in uh, Brandon Ingram, No, AKA no one on Malone. their team is worth, pl- is worth trading for. I, I, don't, I hate it when people are like, oh, Kyle Kuzma, that's a good piece. I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> Kyle, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma couldn't start for any of the teams playing right now. <laughs> yes, he could. No, he could not. He's a fucking giant. He's an all-star. He was on the all-star roster. No, he was not. Was he in the three-point shooting? What was he in? He, I mean, he, he might have been he in, like, in the, the fucking weekend. shooting stars game or I'm some shit. I'm looking this up. Uh, Kyle Kuzma would not start for any of these teams, and he probably wouldn't have started for any of the teams in the last round. Kyle Kuzma is trash. There's a reason he was a second-round pick. If he didn't play for the Lakers, no one listening to us would know who he is. <laughs> yes, they would. No, they wouldn't. You don't think so, huh? If he played for, Mo- or, well, Milwaukee's bad example. I mean, he, he averaged play. He would not get game. off the bench. Kyle Kuzma is trash. You could average 18 points a game for this Lakers get team. Get the fuck out of here, Micah. All right, let, let's talk golf. I don't want to talk about <laughs> fucking Kyle Kuzma and the <laughs> trash-ass Lakers Kyle ever Kuzma. again. Uh, uh, okay. There was a PGA Championship, the first ma- or the second major of the year now. Formerly the fourth major, Destiny's, oh, yeah. I wasn't Destiny's last you, chance I was, at glory. I was stuck on Kyle Kuzma. Yes. Uh, it happened this weekend. Uh, Brooks Kepka w- had a seven-stroke lead heading into the final round. The The coverage was so... I, tr- I watched it in the morning, and it was just so anticlimactic. And uh, I, I feel like I know absolutely nothing about Brooks Kepka as a person. Like, really? I didn't know he was American. I, I feel like... Uh, where's he from? Tell me. Tell Florida. me about. He's I think from he went Florida. to Florida State. He's a big meathead. He's perfect. He's a he is a quintessential Floridian. Well, he's a fucking great player, but he did not play well last night or yesterday. He talked a lot about how lifting weights helped him blast balls through the rough because the rough was so long that lunk of fescue. That sounds kind of like bullshit, but I'm cool with it. Okay, like, we'll I like keep the idea. it for. We'll keep that for Garza. Yeah, we'll we'll go deep dive on yeah the meathead aspects when when we have. And we a real should mention we'll, we'll talk about this tournament for a minute, but we will go deeper on this with. Uh, Peter the Irish guy and El Gars midweek. Midweek, yeah, we're just touching on the uh, outcome of the tournament, but we'll go we'll go a little deeper with uh, with our with our color guys. Yeah, uh, here. So mid-week. Brooks Kepka wins the tournament. He uh, the most interesting thing that happened yesterday is he denied his wife or girlfriend or whatever a kiss walking to the, the tournament. Did you see this? Uh, I this is like the only thing people Twitter was talking about. It was dumb. And I, he wasn't paying attention. He's fucking locked in on playing golf. Oh, wham, wham. He gave her a big kiss at the end. You sound like she you're fi- making excuses for golf, professional golfers. Again, shut up. You're, you're, you're doing the fucking coocher thing. No, you're making excuses I'm just for, not for pro golfers. Quit I am sucking not these participating in internet trollism, which is what that bullshit was. At the end of the tournament, she grabbed his face with both of his fucking hands and laid a big fat smooch on his face and all's good. This lead into the thing where she was like pissy is stupid. I'm sorry. All right, That's how fine. I feel. Sorry to be mean. You're not mean. You're Brooks Kepka, he's your PGA champion for the second straight <laughs> year. He's won what five majors in eight or he's four in the four. last eight. He's won four, three in the last five or something. He's he's on a really dominant run at the moment. It's bizarre too. He has six career PGA Tour victories, 
four of them are majors. So it's just strange that he cannot like call up his his weird. superior abilities unless absolutely everything is on the line. Um, just a couple of quick notes. He's the first player ever to hold back-to-back titles in two majors at the same time. He joins Tiger as the only winner of back-to-back PGA championships in the stroke play era. Um, it's interesting because history kind of remembers players based on the majors they win. That's as clear as day. That's what everybody always talks about. They talk about Tiger chasing down Jack. That's like who has the most majors. Like That's the, the talking point. So this is interesting from that perspective. Uh, so Kepka has four. He's quickly rising through the all-time ranks. He's now tied 20th in career majors, and he's he's basically poised to, to catch Phil and Tiger as the only players in the last 30 years to have five or more majors under their belt. So, you know, that's kind of awesome. He's he's It's kind of stupid that he can't figure out how to play when it's not a major, but so be it. Yeah, that's weird. Sometimes you can only go. Does he have any time. personality at all? Do we know anything about him other than he he refuses kisses and lifts a lot? He's kind of like DJ on steroids. Like he's a little smarter, and st- like steroids is the wrong term. He's yeah. he's a little bit more charismatic than J- DJ. Okay, because DJ's he's kind a of, moron. DJ is a wet blanket. Yes, yes, and an idiot, and kind of a big swinging dumb dick idiot. Yeah, big dumb <laughs> idiot. Uh, but that's kind of cool too. Okay, so he's basically a wet blanket personality. No, I, no. I, DJ is right. Brooks Kepcha is like, is like a five percent. He's like more little, engaging. He's a moist blanket. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's charismatic a big moist and he's blanket interesting. And his one is dominating golf's ma- uh, majors. And it's funny; those two are like workout buddies. Like that's what they do in the off season. Is they yeah, lift we probably shouldn't and, joke about steroids because those dudes are jacked. <laughs> some big boys. Um, yeah. And it was it basically came down to the two of those big swinging dongs on the back nine at uh, Beth Page Black. It was a great tournament. It was very entertaining. It was basically Kepka owned the field throughout the entire tournament until the very back nine. DJ got within one stroke of him with three holes to play. Then so he was up seven with eight holes to play. That's right. But then he bogeyed like four in a row. Four straight bogeys. And DJ and then DJ, two. DJ was one stroke back with three to play. And so this is all happening. And, like, as the day progressed, wind and conditions got worse and worse. They were saying there's, like, 30-mile-per-hour winds going through the back nine as Kepco was coming in, which nobody else had to face that. It was a really difficult day conditions-wise for everybody regardless. Like, everybody shot over par, basically. There was, like, two or three guys who shot under for the day. But it was especially hard as DJ and Kepka were coming in, and so Kepka really took the the brunt end force of the of the bad weather coming in. He still managed to hang on there, but like you could see it in his face, man, when he was putting some of these these like on like I think it was fifteen, like his face was just like oh fuck, like the shit's. I'm going real. fucking Vandeville right now. He, he it looked he looked frightened, and I felt frightened, and it was a good time. It was so there was yeah, a lot of it anticipation. A, the going bummer on. to me was that DJ missed a couple putts down the stretch. Well, it wasn't putts. He put well, he two missed one over on the top. sixteen that that was a makeable par putt and yeah. ended up making bogey in it. Or it was either sixteen or seventeen. I think it was six. Uh, whatever. whatever. I think it was. It was one. I of think the last it was holes. sixteen. Uh, he had a, a makeable par putt and missed it, and then it was like, well. Now he's down two and But the way it was is he was he was down one stroke, he puts it over the green in the next hole, and when you put it over there, like nobody had gone up and down from there. So like it was almost a guaranteed bogey and then he bogeyed it. 
The next hole, he hit it over again. These, Like I said, these are crazy wind conditions. It's very difficult to judge the, the, the depth. You chip out of there and leave yourself a really long putt, hits an, has another bogey, and that pretty much sealed the deal so that Kepka could kind of just coast in. Um, there were still some dramatics at the end. It was a really good tournament. Uh, I thought it was going to be boring as shit on Sunday, and I tuned in anyway just to check it out, and it got tense there for a good you know 30 minutes. It was fun. Well, there it is. Uh, what What's in our next major? It's the Open, right? That's right, in July. In July. Yeah, so we got a little bit of time in between. We'll probably feature a Where's couple. Where is that going to be played this year, do you know? That is a good question. I have not started looking into the Open. I went all in on PGA. Um, I did an incredible amount of research going into this tournament. I play in like this daily fantasy league where there's like 20, 25 of us that play in it. Uh, this is the most information I've ever had going into one of these tournaments. I finished dead fucking last. 25th out of 25. And I took a couple guys who missed a cut who shouldn't have. But, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's my claim to fame at this point. Really bad finishes. The Open this year is at Dunluce. I don't trust your pronunciation. Which is the Royal Portish Golf Club. Is that right? Where is it located? Uh, I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. I'm on the website. I can't really tell. Royal Portish Golf Club. It's in some Irish. Portish. Europeans place probably yeah somewhere I'm gonna look it up and I'll talk about it in the future but yeah we'll we'll get more of that that comes it's a, it looks like it's public course you can go, go play it just like you could Beth Page isn't that interesting it's probably not cheap uh, it said 220 pounds I don't know how what how many dollars that is. it sounds like a lot yeah 220 more pounds than I got anyway there it is that was good Brooks Kepka so right now you have a you have a robot dominating the NBA playoffs and uh, a What'd you call it? A damp blanket yes. dominating golf in the majors only. With a wet blanket hot on his heels. Yeah. Uh not the most compelling. I'll I'll just say it. The the characters here aren't just aren't aren't as exciting it's as it's more you'd compelling like. when you can see him swing a golf club because that shit is fascinating. Uh, to watch those two dudes. Like we saw them both at, at the match play. It's and violent, they are man. fucking like the other thing you don't realize about pro golf is that mo- in, until you go to the ter- the go to these events. And see it in a lot of these dudes are just like five eight. Five nine, right? And they hit the ball a fucking ton. Like you can't believe how far these small dudes do. Justin Thomas' feet come off the ground when he swings. But DJ and Kepka, they specifically, are not small. they the and DJ has always been the one guy where you're like, that guy looks like a pro baseball player right. or like a, a professional athlete. Like he's six four, he's tall, he's ripped. Kepka is fucking enormous. I don't know if Kepka's Kepka's is tall, but he's definitely bigger. He's definitely more swole. Yeah, like he looks almost like the size of like an NFL linebacker. Yes, like he looks like an Erlacher. Yeah, with hair. he's big. Yeah, um, which is always kind of funny, especially compared to, to a lot of these dudes. And then you see him swinging. It's not like they're kind of like swinging. Like they're fucking getting it. They're attacking. It is the a ball. it is a violent collision between club head and ball, and it is fascinating and fun to watch. So yeah, well, they're shouts, probably not the best interview. Shouts to Brooks, but you should watch that fucker swing a club. All right, uh, you know what else you should do? What's should that? Buy yourself a Lisa mattress. Oh, yeah. You know that right now is the best time to buy a Lisa mattress. I want to be very clear about this, my friends. You've heard us talk about Lisa for months, years perhaps, actually. We we're strong supporters of this brand. Lisa has a Memorial Day sale going on right now. If you go to lisa.com slash BDC or just use promo code BDC at checkout, you will automatically get 15% off your entire mattress purchase Plus, you get two free pillows with the purchase of a mattress. These pillows are fucking dope. They're very nice. If you've been looking for, waiting for the right time or waiting for a sale, 
this is it. This is the best deal we've seen in, in I don't know, uh, a year or two, at least. Our lives. Yeah, maybe ever. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't recall. 15% plus two free mattresses or two free pillows. Lisa.com slash BDC. We've, you've heard us talk about these mattresses. You've heard us talk about Lisa, what a great company it is. They've donated 32,000 mattresses to charities across the country. And uh, one for every 10 mattresses they sell. There's Lisa, uh, which is the foam mattress. There's also the Sapira, which is what Brad and I both sleep on separately. Uh, spring and foam. Two different Sapiras. Two different Sapiras and two different homes. Uh, we like them. It's the best mattress I've ever slept on. You order it online. It shows up. It free shipping shows up to your house. You unbox it. Boom. You don't fuck with the mattress salesman. You have to borrow your buddy's truck. Just go to lisa.com slash BDC. And now is the best time. These pillows are amazing. I've got two of them at home. You can get two for free as well. Lisa.com slash BDC. All right, Brad, let's talk game of nerds. You watched this stupid show last night. What yeah. happened? Are you as disappointed as everybody else on the internet seems to be? Oh, you've done some research already on on per, on a public perception. Well, I took a bath last night. It's, okay, it's my routine. People I don't are know. upset. It seems like people aren't too overwhelmingly pleased. You couldn't really expect for them to be after the re- the reception that Game of Thrones has gotten throughout the season, right? Like every really single the last time two something seasons, gets dropped. To be fair, this season and the season before seemed to be. It was good. This is these people are fucking crazy, is what I think, but. The reason I think they're crazy is is because they're like, I don't know what they would expect more. Like, it was an unexpected finish. They kind of played to the same themes and shit that went throughout the entire season or the entire series. Uh, I kind of liked how it all kind of went back to, this is going to really bore you, Micah, so be yeah, prepared. Make it quick. <laughs> they went back to, it was like Ned Stark kind of came out in the last episode to me in the fact that Jon Snow chose duty over love and, like, duty overall, like, the right of people and the protection of people over the protection of what you personally feel and are bound to, which him murdering Danny saved all. However, it was heart-wrenching. It was terrible for him, but he did it anyways. He did it for duty over love. I thought that was very Ned Starkian of him. I thought that that's kind of what it all played up to throughout the season, throughout the series. The other thing is, why wouldn't you pick Bran to be the ruler of your kingdom? He knows everything that has ever happened in the history of the world. He is a fucking human encyclopedia. You'd think he can oh, make some God. pretty good judgments. So everything makes wild. a lot of sense to me. John on the wall, that's okay. I, whatever. Uh, so Bran sits on the throne. That's right. Or he, I heard the throne doesn't exist because dragons blew fire on it. I saw something. It got melted as a motherfucker. Wow. Yeah. And then the dragon flew off. He was pissed. So the dragon won? No, not necessarily. He just melted the Iron Throne so that there isn't one. Did they set up something so that the first spinoff series is going to make perfect sense? To, like, I believe the spinoff is supposed to be before this, but I oh, could be wrong. Okay, because right. I thought I haven't actually. Looked I heard into there were like at, at one point there were like three different spinoffs. Oh, there's the like works. a bazillion. Like it, there's also like a bazillion book spinoffs. Like the other thing is like what will be very interesting is to see how the show ends up in relation to how the book ends up. That, that won't be very interesting finished. to anyone who's not a nerd. Well, all right. Well, that was, that was Game of Nerds talk. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and you hate me for making fun of it, call our hotline. Tell us about it. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. We've had some good calls recently. We'd like to hear more from you. If you have some sports questions, uh, if you also want to call that hotline and ask a question for Micah's mailbag, do that. 800-392-6344. That's... 
the MWBK hotline. Um, you know what else we'd like you to do? What What do you want them to do? Leave us a review. Please leave us yeah, a review. Yeah, go to iTunes. Uh, leave us a five-star. There's re- been some really good ones. Lately. Yeah, leave us a five-star rating and then leave a review. We will read it on the air. Uh, we had a couple that popped up this week. Uh, let's see. I've got, I've got, I'll read this one uh, that we enjoyed. If I can find it. Mike is scrolling through his screenshots and his telephone right now. Yeah. This is riveting. Anyway, leave us a leave us a five star review and then write anything you want in the uh in the comments. It means a lot to us. We enjoy hearing from you and we do uh we check every all the feedback there and none of the feedback anywhere else on the internet. So that's that's kind of how we operate. Here it is. Oh, I don't know here if you it can is. read it. I got it. You got it. Like Tiger, this podcast is on something. It got cut off. This is from Texas ENT from Monday. If you're interested in general sports talk and think all the network sports talk show personalities are trash people with trash takes, this is the podcast for you. I've been a listener of BDC since its inception. And I've got to say, the podcast might be better than it's ever been in terms of knowledge and talk across all sports. The addition of Garza and Pete, the Irish guy, as guest, has taken the podcast to the next level. The transition away from a football gambling podcast with guys who just kind of pick who they're feeling uh, to a more encompassing sportscast includes NBA, MLB, NHL, MMA, and PGA talk with fun segments like Mike's Beef of the Week. It's the best thing this podcast could have done. Keep it up, guys. Thank you to my mother for writing that review. Just kidding. Please read us some, <laughs> r- r- leave us some reviews. We that appreciate was really, it. really thoughtful. We appreciate that. Thank you. And that, that made, made Brad's day. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, leave us some reviews. Call our hotline, 800 392 6344. Check out lisa.com slash BDC. Uh, this isn't. They're not paying us more for me to say this. I just want you to know, now's the best time to get it. If you need a mattress, lisa.com slash BDC Memorial Day Sale is going right now. And also, uh, mybookie.ag, uh, use promo code BDC when you sign up. You get some extra money in your pocket. Uh, Brad, where can the people follow you on the socials? You could just forget about my personal one. Here's the new one that you should be following me on. The Buttercut Podcast. Wow. At the Buttercut Podcast. That's where I'm being active. That's where I'm doing things. It's going to be golf-related, so be prepared. Please do come follow me. There's shit going down on there. It's a good time. Yeah, agree. And uh, follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, or follow me on uh, on uh, Snapchat at MicahTX. You're still on Snapchat? Yeah, I put out some snaps this weekend. Oh, yeah? I was at this place called The Highball before I knocked my tooth out, and... Uh, there was a guitar player, like the dance floor was totally empty yeah. and there were like 10 people inside and the guitar player was rolling around the ground like like Marty McFly. Wow. Like literally on the ground, like playing with his teeth and shit. I'm like, dude, just tone it down. It was, was he playing solo? Like was there yeah, a Yeah, it was like 705. No, he had a band <laughs> up on the stage and there just wasn't anybody there. It, it, was, it was weird. He must have been on some. Uh, he could have been. That's I, mean, cool. I got a lot of feedback from people on Snapchat, so follow me there. They, were you they, never know uh, what might I forgot happen. to ask you, was the MMA fight on while you were singing? Uh, it was not. Oh, it's, it that's was a not. shame. I thought for sure you were going to be watching both. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> T's and P's to our man, Super Sage Northcutt. Mm, good uh, night. That, yeah, good, good night. night now. That was, I guess that was Thursday or Friday. That was Friday. Yeah. Anyway, this has been good. We'll be back later this week with the Titan High Boys, uh, Elgars and uh, Peter the Irish Guy. Check out Mind of Micah. You will not regret it. And uh, we will see you later this week. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.